And here we are. Dave, it's me and you, face to face, a couple of silver spoons, hoping to find a two of a... How do I know? All the I love lyrics? it. I love it. What's funny is I was actually just uh, sitting there like at the dinner table. I'm like, I'm going to learn the theme song to The Littlest Hobo. <laughs> yes. Guitar. I just started I lear- singing it to my kids. And they're and they're just like maybe tomorrow I'll just settle down until tomorrow. I learned how to play that guitar. I think it's like is a C major seven or some sort of major seven chord in there. Yeah, I was playing it capoed the fourth fret for ease. <laughs> Short cutting. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a Canadian reference. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think Bruce knew how to play it or something like that. Or I went in and I played it for him, Bruce, our guitar tech. He was, Bruce, he that's also a Canadian reference. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, speaking of guitars, you know, maybe today, uh, you know, me and Dave, both guitar players, uh, we always talk guitar. I remember um, when we got signed, we bought those Gibson amazing jumbo uh, 200s, SJ200s. Yeah. Downtown, and we found two. They had two, the only two they had in stock, and they were like, I think five Gs or something They're like that. Five Gs, yeah. And uh, yeah. I had no money. You had to lend me the money to buy it. I which I, which I lent you, <laughs> I lent that to you, that, and I took that for, like from a loan, like a bank loan. I just got a bank <laughs> loan and then just cash loaned you. But that's right, mine, that's had, right. mine had these finish flaws. Like it still has the sticker on the back of the guitar head, it says finish flaws, and they had all these cracks in the finish. And so I think that's why nobody bought that one. That was just the display floor model. You know, nobody, all these people played it. But right. like, I, I got to buy a new guitar that's got f- flaws in the finish. But that's my favorite guitar. Out of all the guitars that I own oh, yeah. to this day, that is still my absolute favorite guitar. The one that I would grab along with right my there. kids. If the, if the building were burning, I would grab that guitar. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a lot of songs written on those guitars over the years. I think I had it on the road. Do we have more than one now? Do we have? Do you have another? Do we have another couple? Yeah, on the we road both now? did. Yeah, we both bought a couple more. I bought what was mine? Mine's some kind of like country. Yeah, that's right. Con- Western classic. Mine's a Western classic. Yeah, I love it. Yours is actually. <laughs> mine's all more like finagled, finished up, and all fancy. But yeah. yours is actually the opposite. Yours was like. Uh, what, what model was yours? You remember? I don't but know. It had like a very sort of dark tone to it. It had, and it was like all real basic. It didn't have all the like pearl, a ton of pearl inlays. But man, it looks classic or something. I don't know. Yours was yours looks nice too. It's the the beginner model. I think mine was called the <laughs> cheapo classic. <laughs> but there was once a day where like. You know, now I don't know how many guitars. I think I have 40 guitars or something now. And I collect, I started collecting. I got some old guitars. Um, but we all started like with a piece of shit, right? I, my first guitar was, uh, it actually wasn't that bad. It was a Yamaha Strat copy. Right. And my dad's guitar player sold it to me for a hundred bucks. I must Not have been bad. around 14 or something. And he set it all up for me. So it played really well. Uh and so that's what made me want to play guitar because it played so well. And I, I shredded on that for a while before I got into the the Ibanezes. What was yeah, your first yeah. one? That's was it the, the Area Pro? Yeah. I had the Area Pro 2. It was an oh, Area Pro sorry. 2. Sorry. 
<laughs> but I remember getting it, man, for Christmas. My dad got it for me for Christmas. I mean, it was a full on like a Christmas story, you know, like, oh man, I didn't get what I wanted. What's that behind the tree? Over there, behind the tree. Oh, what? Oh, really? Yeah, kind of like it was like one of those things where he didn't like pull. It wasn't that, but he pu- didn't k- pull it out till later, you know, like didn't want to spoil the surprise because it's so obvious what it is, you know. Yeah. So it's like, a, you know, you came running out looking around and, and there was nothing under the tree that could have been a guitar, you know. So. And your, but, uh, your that area brothers. Pro, that air- say what? And I said, and your brothers and sister were like, what the fuck? Yeah. They got socks. What? Where's my where's my secret bring it out later gift? Yeah. Uh yeah, that guitar uh that guitar was my my favorite. I loved it. it you know, it was a, it, like you say it's a bit of a piece of crap, but it was I love the body shape. I love the color of it. Uh I thought it really suited me. You know, I I had this dream of like sort of pulling all the insides that guts apart and rebuilding it. And so it was kind of left in that state for a while when we started touring as a band. I had a couple of guitars that I left at home in my parents' house. My mom put uh, two of them out for spring, <laughs> spring cleaning. You know, just like <laughs> you know, like when you were a kid, That's like such every a now and again. Story. Do, it is. Do you remember what spring cleaning was? It was like the one time of uh, the year where it was like people just threw out all their stuff. But it was like for a lot of people, it was like the treasure, right? You people were just driving around in trucks picking stuff yeah. off of people's piles. So I'm certain that my mom put those things out and like within 30 minutes they were scooped up by somebody that was like, whoa, what the hell? A couple of electric guitars are in pretty much mint shape. Guys, like, (laughs) Yeah, so I I still don't know who has that guitar, where it is, what happened to it. Is that an Area Pro? No, dude. It's an Area Pro too. (laughs) (laughs) That's sad though. Your first guitar. I don't have that guitar. My Yamaha's gone. I sold it to my guitar teacher's girlfriend. And he still has it. I think he got it back from her. I I went and met up with him years later and went over his place and there was a guitar. He still had it. He's like, would you so, mind signing this for me? I smashed it. <laughs> no, I mean, it's a good playing guitar. It's good. For, you know, yeah, it's, it's too, interesting. I don't get too attached. Uh, I'm not that kind of guy. Like, I honestly, I have guitars that I've lent out to people that I've just kind of like given up on even ever asking for them back. And I just, I, I feel like guitars for me, a lot of times they don't want to just sit here and on display or in a case. They want to be played. They want to have mm. human oils, you know, touching them. So it's like, I, 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 I get this point where I just like, I have this, I'm fine. Just like sending guitars to people yeah. and, letting them borrow them and get give them use. And even if I get them back, it's like I get them back in better shape, you know, because so long as it's not my oils that are going into the guitar, then it's it's actually pretty good. Well, we all, we know about all your oils. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, remember I, we were in Florida for my birthday. Uh, we went to, were you with me? We went to that like, that uh, guitar shop or something. I bought that. Mm. 57 less No, ball. I didn't go with you when you got that. I was there when oh. you brought it back. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm going to get myself a gift. And I went to, I think it was in Tallahassee or something. We just walked on a day off some old guitar shop. And I bought a 57 Les Paul, all custom. And thing was in mint condition. I still got it. It's right here. And yeah. uh, I remember I thought it'd be cool to bring it to rehearsals for one of our records. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to bring it because it sounds so good. Nothing yeah. doesn't leave yeah. my house now. And you were jamming with like your your belt buckle that we got yep. from like the Wyoming State Fair. That's like a dinner plate. Yeah, that was some gold, pure gold belt buckle, and I didn't realize it. And I'd be playing 
this, you know, this 57 Les Paul and then playing and just, and just then I looked at the back and it was destroyed. I yeah, grinded I all that. the paint off of it with this belt buckle and I was just like, you got to be kidding me. What an well, every stupid thing you do to a guitar is a story though. And I mean, I got like, we were talking about our big body Gibsons. You know, I used to walk around my house and play that guitar, like to the point where I was like walking up the stairs, playing through the one bedroom and through the, like, you know, the Jack and Jill bathroom out the other bedroom. And I smashed it on the door handle and it just put a three inch gouge, like oh, from, God. The, from the doorknob lock just in the guitar. And I was like, ah, oh, idiot. And, but then I got over it. Cause it's just, it's just part guitar. of this guitar's history. You know, do you, when you walk around your house playing guitar, do you walk through the, like the, all your whole house, like in through the Butler's quarters, <laughs> <laughs> through the, uh, yeah. The elevator. The, do you take it in the elevator? The cook's kitchen. Ah, don't joke, man. One of these days I'm going to have an elevator cause I'm getting too old for stairs already. Well, so we guess, yeah. Well, escalator. I'd I'd rather have an escalator. The elevator thing would be something. They're like, we haven't seen Tyler in three days. I'm like, thanks, <laughs> thanks, guys. I've been trapped in my own elevator. Yeah, and I can't get out. There's no service in here. That's something that would yeah. happen to me after building an elevator. I'm like, yeah, no escalator. Take it though. to the basement. Yeah, or like even better, like a slide. Remember, we played that. Sh- we played some show somewhere, and it was like a country bar thing, and they had a bunch of strippers but they had a slide that went down from the upper the yeah, like, I do whatever that went down that was at the day where we uh they they provided lunch and it was sushi and we went in to eat and it was and it was on that on a girl body. on a naked chick and we're like i'm out oh, <laughs> <laughs> so i didn't eat good. it all the crew guys are like grabbing plates yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, like, I'm not. Nope. I'm not really into eating off another person's no. body. Sounds and the cool. sushi too. <laughs> if it was subs, Panera bread or Subway, I'd probably grab one. I know. Well, I'll take a pastrami sandwich right there. <laughs> that looks good. I'll take a cold cut trio uh, off a of boob. Oh man. Oh yeah. There's so many good stories, but shit. Yeah, man. Guitars. Uh, yeah, I don't know how many guitars I have now, but uh, I remember I went into the shredding era. Went through my shredding phase where I had that Ibanez, and then that's when well, I joined when I first your band. Met you, Ty, you had that's that's yeah, that's what you were playing. You were playing that Ibanez with the handle. I think had like that. Did you have that one? With the handle <laughs> no. space. Uh, it was no. <laughs> all close. Yeah, it was the it was the seven seventy, uh, model, which is one below yeah, sure, the you were gem on that thing. You, but yeah, oh, I had a okay. full floating bridge and everything. Yeah, you but, were sure uh, on that thing. We would jam and then uh, we would do like a verse or something. And then they'd be like, okay, then we we'll give Tyler two minutes of Ty- shredding. We'd be like, Ty, you want to take a 16, yeah, 20 bar? You know what? Just take a 48 yeah. bar solo there. That's just dumb. <laughs> and it's just like, no, no, like the song said, no, it was just pointless, right? It was like, and then I just shred. I wouldn't even like, am I building up to something? Is there any songwriting well, involved in this? No. We, that was our first band uh, as a bunch of kids. And I think we knew we just needed to highlight the talent. <laughs> and it was your guitar playing ability. It was not our our singer who refused <laughs> to sing if anybody was watching him. Uh, if looking at oh, him. It was so much fun. Well, that's when I came over. To, I think I came over and brought my amp guitar. I used to love j- jam practice, band practice. You just show up at your buddy's house with guitar yeah, and an amp in your, in your whatever car you had set take you all this time to set it up and then it's just and then it become it would and then it become battle of who's the loudest 
and then just yeah. you jam and then be like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get halfway through a song and it's like, you don't realize back and- <laughs> then. You don't realize back then that's like if you stand like right next to your amp, then you you hear the guy's amp that's standing that's further away. You know, like I could hear your amp probably better than I could hear my amp because I'm standing right in front of my amp. Yeah, mine's so like pointed keep, at you like a flashlight. Yeah, so I got to keep cranking yeah. mine, and then of course mine's just pointed right at you. Yes, it's every band. Any anyone listening right now is in a band. They're like, "Yep, to get two guitar players yeah. in a band." It's just like <laughs> nothing's better than that show we played that one time where my amp was like right on the stage, and it was like the perfect height to just be like pegging <laughs> one couple right in the face. And it was, and I thought they were like kidding at first. And they're like, "You're too loud." Turn yeah. your amp down. And I'm like, well, you got the best seat in the house, man. Right on. You know, like making jokes. They were yeah, miserable. They got, I think they almost got yeah, kicked they, out. They it, wanted to fight it you. It got bad. It got bad. And I was like, man, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that it was, you know, you got the one spot where the guitar is just pointed right at. I know exactly. That was a casino. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, well, that's what you get. People just wanted to turn you down. They were just like, this guy, this is terrible. And they're like, <laughs> Tyler, turn yours up, man. I'm like, you got it. Like, I can't hear the vocals. I can't hear the vocals. Ah, what do you need to hear that for? What? Come on. Yeah, exactly. Our uh, our guest today is uh, a guitar player. He's, He's like the best guitar player. He's like the best guitar player in the world right now. I mean, I don't think there's anybody that tops him. He's guitar god. Well, we would go... Uh, we've toured with him quite a bit, but he's uh, he, he would walk past the dressing room and there'd be just doing scales and I would go in there and make a joke like, Hey man, how come you're not out getting banging chicks? Come on, man. And like, obviously I'm joking, <laughs> but, uh, he'd just be in there every day, just doing scales, yeah. playing guitar. He loves it. Yeah. He's one of those guys who truly just loves playing. And you can tell because he's just like, he, he wants to be better than anybody. And not, not, not that he wants to be better than everybody. I think he just wants to be better than he was the day before you know like he just pushes himself so much it's fun to watch uh him play because he's uh just so such a skilled guitar player but he's also uh he's just like the most humble sweet generous nice guy you would never believe that he's probably uh played in front of some of the biggest crowds and sold some of the some records that have sold more than anybody any other you know like this guy's uh he's a generous man yeah well, uh, let's bring him on. Should we bring him on? Let's get him on the line. Let's bring him on. Hey, our guest today doesn't really need an introduction, but in case you've been living on the dark side of the moon, he's a Grammy Award-winning musician and songwriting, founder member of Creed, Alter Bridge, and Tremonti, creator of record label. Fret 12 has many guitar god accolades, including Guitar World's Guitar Player of the Year three years in a row. But most importantly... He has worked as a cook at Chili's. Welcome, Mark Tremonti. Yeah. Thank you for yes. having me. Yeah, those those years in the kitchen really uh, forged me as a man. <laughs> well, Dude, I used well, to work at a, some I used time. To cook. Yeah, I used to cook in a kitchen as well. I mean, it uh, wasn't a Chili's, but uh, you got any good stories working at Chili's? There must have been some. Lots, lots. I almost got in a knife fight. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah, got a yeah. knife fight at Chili's. I almost got in a knife fight. Yeah, there was this um, this guy I used to work with would mess up my station in the morning, and I'd come in there and he's like, "Get!" I'm not, I wasn't in the mood. I'm like, "Get your stuff off my station." And we got mouthy and lippy, and uh, 
we said we we're going to take it outside. So we go out back and on the, on his way out back, he grabs one of the big butcher knives off of the, of the uh, magnet board <laughs> comes out there to, to, uh, I guess stick me with a knife. And then the manager just took the knife from him, pushed him back inside get back to work boys. That's, that's as far as it went. He was threatening me with a knife and he just said, get back to work, get back to work. Stop this silly knife fighting nonsense. That's a great, that's, that was back in I the day. When you could do that. I used to put up. Well, that's um, the drama. That's the kitchen drama. Anybody that works in a kitchen has always said there's something, you know, there's some kind of drama that exists. You know, some in some cases it leads to knife fighting. That's right. I loved it, though. We had a we had a lot of good times. I um, I used to put up I used to draw art, you know, with, uh, you know, come see the concert tonight at Floyd's Music Store. And I'd put it in the back break room for all the people to come to. And all the staff would come out to our concerts. So it'd be. Our concerts with about 16 people there. So was there anybody else hey, so you, uh, that worked at the restaurant that uh, that was in the band with you? No, no. Scott Scott worked at um, Applebee's. <laughs> Competitor. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so was he a cook as well? He was. Mm-hmm. And then Scott, That's a lot our, of drummer, our drummer, Scott, was um, a manager of a knife store. So... Uh, he'd sell like samurai swords and, and knives and cooking knives. And his store was a mess. <laughs> his store was like his bedroom. It's just a big mess. Of... Sounds, uh, sounds That's awesome, amazing actually. though. That's... It's, uh, he, he worked at a knife store. Where'd you, where you know, do you the, work? It's a knife store. There was a knife store at the mall. Um, yeah. It's a pretty common knife store, but his was full of boxes everywhere. It wasn't very well taken care of. <laughs> So thank, All I do thank now in quarantine that. is buy knives and swords and axes. I'm I'm like anytime there's an ad, it's like buy this Damascus steel blade. I'm like I'm sold. I'll take it. I need one. Gotta have for it for something. For something. I'm a sucker of, for those, uh, those Instagram ads. They get me every time. They know, oh, yeah. right? I, they know what you're into. Yeah. So yeah. they're 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 specifically targeting you. It's crazy. Yeah, they know. And us. it works. Yeah, I saw some meme where some guy was like, I'm just going to keep talking about the carpet that I need in my living room until the exact ad pops up for the one that I want. And I was like, that's, that's smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, talk about I what you need until the ads start popping up on your phone for you. That's right. What about, uh, did you have, I'm always, I try to want to ask people if, like with working at Chili's, I worked at this place called The Keg and I was a dishwasher and then I worked my way up to the cook, which was like mm-hmm. the, if they were guys like me, they kept in the back. I had like a, I had long hair. So they're like, and then Dean, our bass player, he worked there. They're like, yeah, you can go out and like wait tables. Cause you look handsome. You can make tips. <laughs> so like the echelon was cook. Once you got to cook, you just like ruled the kitchen. You throw stuff at the dishwasher. But I remember mm-hmm. just like when I got a job there, then I could get a car. So I had the biggest, everyone that worked there had the biggest piece of crap car. Sometimes I'd go out hmm. to start my car after a shift at three in the morning. It wouldn't start. I'd just sit in my car at three in the morning. It was like, it wouldn't start. People were leaving. Did you have a piece of crap car? Any, any good car stories? I did. I had um, a Buick Century. My dad worked at a Buick dealership. So he had, um, he got the family deal on a Buick Century that he used for years. And then he handed it off to my oldest brother. Who then handed it off to my second oldest brother. Then finally I got the car and um, it was so bad by the end. 
you had to get in the passenger seat to get into the driver's seat. So you either had to do the Dukes of Hazard thing and get through the window of yeah. the driver's seat, or you know, it was embarrassing because you'd you know pick somebody up and you'd have to go through the opposite door to get in. And then one day, I was crossing the interstate and the entire steering column fell off, and oh I had to God. get my friends to help me push it into a parking lot. And um, when I went back to check out the car, they had paved the parking lot. They didn't even tow the car. They had done all the work around the car. And, and um, <laughs> I had to get some library books. I think the library books in the trunk were worth more than the car at that point. But it was, we called it the silver bullet. That's beauty. What year was it? Yeah. Oh, I have no idea. But it was, it was probably back in, uh, it was probably like a, a 1990. It's not bad. I, we had it in my my family had a Buick Century. I think it was like an 86, though. Same you know, thing. It, like, ours could have been about an 86 because in 1990s <laughs> when I was using it. So so there you go. Maybe yeah. we had the same car. Yeah, it we was a have. piece of crap, too. There's ones where you'd roll down the window. halfway had power windows, but you roll them down like halfway, and then it would just go. Yeah. You know, and then, then you're screwed. You'd have to, like, help it out. Well, my, mine didn't but, have power windows. We had the roll downs. So you're supposed oh, to have been, yeah, you're, you're supposed rich been like a, your family. You must have been the premium version. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Born with that silver spoon in your mouth. <laughs> we were rich. Well, we had an 86 uh, with power, power windows and power brakes. Yes, yeah, so exactly. Good. So uh, hey, we man. saw E-Rock. We saw E-Rock there. What uh, you guys working on some music? What's, what's going on? E-Rock was in town working on uh, the projected band and he just oh, got yes. done recording and figured just to stay in town and, and, uh, we're just putting songs together now for the next Tremonti record, not knowing when it's going to come out or when we're going to record it, just just doing it to do it. Um, but now we're starting to get calls from management and, and our producer about going into maybe November or December to record. Yeah, cool. So right now we're just kind of like, ah, maybe we'll record some stuff today, maybe not. Now we got to get serious about it. Yeah. Well, we'll get when there writing- ourselves. I was gonna say, when you're writing stuff, how do you know if you're writing stuff for our, uh, for Alter Bridge or if you're writing stuff for Tremonti? How, does it just sell itself to one or the other? You just know right away. Usually, I take whatever I'm feeling best about at the moment for whatever whatever I'm working on next. But if it's uh, if it's a speed metal thing, it's definitely going to be Tremonti and not Alter Bridge. Right. Those those guys have looked at me funny enough over the years. I know what they don't <laughs> like. So every, every time I come up with a with a the mean speed metal riff. And I get excited about it. I, I know they're not going to like it. So that's. Do they ever say that to you? you say, yeah. Do they say that to you if you if you come up with an idea and they're like, "Nah, it's Tremonti. Put that put that in the Tremonti folder." Do they do no, that to you? I, no, not anymore. <laughs> Just back in the day when I used to play, you know, Slayer type riffs, they would look at me funny and like, "Now nah, save that for your solo band." I love it. Yeah, that's yeah. a great. I love that song. Yeah, I can't wait to hear that on your next Tremonti record. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay, I get it. Or but the, can we get back to work now? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Different rhythm section. That rhythm section doesn't really suit the speed metal thing. So, it is what it is. So that's something you, you want to do for a long time, like for Creed to Alter Bridge. To Tremonti was the Tremonti like the passion project that you always wanted to get to, kind of thing. Absolutely. Maybe didn't have the time for, and now you're like, now I can, now I can do ex- only what I want to do, exactly what I want to do. Well, we all can't and, be singers like you. <laughs> so you know, I couldn't. Even sing. I can't be a singer like me. I can sing. <laughs> you know, for years, for years, I, uh, I I'm a melody writer, and that's all I. 
you know, when people consider me a guitar player, I get kind of annoyed because I'm a, I'm a songwriter. I'm a melody writer. That's what I put most of my time and effort into. So for years, I just thought I wasn't good enough to, to uh, give the melodies I was writing their full potential uh, to reach their full potential. So now that I'm older, I'm like, you know what, just do it. Just sing and, you know, yeah, we talked about best. that one. When we toured together, I asked you about that because that's like me. I'm like, I have no confidence in my ability to sing ever. And that's, that's what you said. You're like, well, you know, I kind of just got to the point where I just was like, you know, don't, no reservations, just commit to it and, and, and go for it. And just we have can do that right yourself. now on this podcast, me and you, we can break <clears> through ready. those barriers. Oh, man, so I think it's a great time. My whole life. It's that, it's that stepbrother's part. There's got no cold. time like the cold present. for six <laughs> and a half weeks. Yeah, that's right. Break Dude, I gotta be serious with you. <laughs> oh shit. That's too good. Well, there's uh, there was always time, right? I always thought about doing some sort of instrumental record. You talked uh, to me about doing a classical record, Ty. You told me you were working on some classical stuff once upon a time. I was? Yeah, awesome. you had some like you played some finger picking thing and it was it was pretty nice and I don't know, you called it something in D minor or some bullshit. I don't remember. Some bullshit. I wasn't paying attention. Frappuccino was bullshit. Problem with me is that like I always I always say, well, I, I could do that, but I'm not a, I'm not a pro at that. So I would just get destroyed. Like I've always thought about doing like an instrumental record, like, you know, like a Joe Satchrani record, but mm -hmm. I'd be like, yeah, but dude, you, you would get destroyed. You know what I mean? Like that's what the only no, thing that holds me back is the, the idea of being destroyed when then people are like, stick to theory, dude. So I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, that's, I bet that would be kind of a passion project, but I kind of like the Tremonti for me would do something. You got to do, gotta do like, it, man. There's there's dreamers and there's doers in this world, bro. You gotta you gotta do it. Come on. So true. So true. That's true, man. And I have not had my nap today. That reminds me, I need to dream I had more. My nap. <laughs> yeah, I'm envious. <laughs> I had my long, long nap. That's awesome. Well, it's a medication, right? When the medication kicks in, it just makes it so much easier to sleep. It was just the damn Novocaine. Well, like we were talking yes. about, you know, I got they. Uh, did a crown and I and I look. I was just showing Tyler. It's it's way whiter than my actual teeth. And uh, and I'm like, well, I guess leave it. I, I I'm eventually I'm going to replace the rest and I'll just match to that from now on. There you go. So, well, Dave, there's lots of time for that tooth to get oranger like the rest of your teeth. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I drink coffee now, I'm really swishing it around that side. So I'm trying to get it to catch up. No, oh, that's, that's a good plan. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure a coffee I'm guy, but <laughs> you're not a coffee guy. What about tea? You do the tea? I do tea when I'm on tour. When I'm when I'm singing, I feel like if I don't have my key with my my tea with honey before a show, I can't sing. We did a uh, I don't remember what the band was, Dave, but we did a show and it was some a band opening for us, and they were like kids. I went into their dressing room before they went on stage, and they had they had four like red solo cups. And they were boiling water, and they they were full of gummy bears. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. "What are you guys doing?" They're like, "Oh yeah, man, it's just it's good for your throat." And somebody I'm like, that "Where's the?" Me. What's that? You no, know, that's that's not so crazy. I heard somebody else somebody else did that to me at one show. They gave me some, yeah, some boiling water with some leaves and some 
crap in it, honey, and and some gummy bears, some hairy bow. I try this. Yeah, and it was disgusting. Yeah. It was disgusting. <laughs> Well, it's it got to have glycerin in it. But how did you sing? Did you sing? I can't really remember, good. to be honest with you, but I, I, I'd rather sing bad than drink a cup full of, of uh, boiling gummy bears. Leaves and yeah. gummy bears. Melting. Yeah. yeah, that's the trick, though. It's, a, it's, the, it's the glycerin in it that helps your throat. But a lot of those mm-hmm. gummy bears, it's just they don't have any glycerin in it. It's just sugar. So it's actually huh. probably making it worse. But yeah, I think the Haribo stuff, I think that has glycerin in it. But that's the secret ingredient. It's the it's the glycerin. Those, those are the best gummy bears, right? Yeah, they are the best. The it's best treatments so I've ever had for vocals is when you're in Europe and somebody gives you something for your voice that you can't even read the the label, but it's just it's just magic, and they don't sell it in the states. So, I, so every time that happens, I keep them here in my touring drawer, and I just I don't yeah. even know if I don't even know if it's cold medicine or uh, who knows what. I just throw it in my touring bag and take it, and um, makes me sing better. <laughs> be careful when you go through the airport and they're like whoa 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 it's like, I don't they, know can't read, they can't read it either they can't read it. it's in german we've tied we <laughs> toured with you over in europe uh we've done some shows over there with you um you guys filmed that was you guys filmed that dvd uh that alter bridge dvd in in london when we we've were done uh, we've done a couple we did uh we did live at wembley and then we did yeah. um, Royal Albert Hall with the symphony. And it was Wembley. We did the Wembley. Wembley, yeah. I think New, was that when Nuno, Nuno was there? Nuno Bancourt come out? Nuno came out with us, I think, in Newcastle. Okay. It, was, it could have been yeah. that, that same tour, probably. That was uh, He was on tour with, yeah. with Rihanna at the time. That's right. That's and right. We, yeah. And he had, the, he had the night off, so he came out. And we did, uh, he came up and played a song with us. So another thing we another guy we ran into on tour with you guys was uh, Michelangelo. Yeah, is it, is it Badio? Yeah, Badio. Yeah, Badio. Yeah, he's a good man. Talk about talk about a talented guy. I think he has the, he has the two his his thing is the two guitar. Oh yeah, thing, right. And we it was a House of Blues in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I think it might have been that tour we were on. I can't remember that that whatever that festival tour we were doing but uh and we went by your dressing room and he was in there and he had like he just had like a ghetto blaster and he just pushed play and had backing tracks and he had like i think he had a two-hand two-neck guitar and he just started going and we're like <laughs> did you actually think I, it was I, me at first like damn mark's been practicing and then you come in you're like oh it's not it's not him it's just michelangelo well I you probably, usually uh, are practicing I run into my underwear i'm like <laughs> oh and there's people hanging out he's awesome no, yeah he's, he's that's a phenomenal guy yeah I played with him a lot of times, and he's he's uh, he's terrifyingly fast. It's awesome. Is there, is there a bunch of those guys that uh, you maybe looked up to that now you like rub shoulders with and play guitar with, and can't believe you're playing with these guys? Or yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of guys I like to. Uh, every time I'm on tour, I like to play guitar with whoever's out there, and um, you know, along the way, you run into your your Michelangelos and your Rusty Cooleys and those types that. I just like to sit there and ask as many questions as I can, you know, because I'll see him do something. I'm like, wait, 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 what's that? What's that? Show me that. You know, trying to pick up yeah. as many new tricks along the way. Well, you're always practicing. We always talk about that. Uh, it, you know, your dressing room's always got a, a setup in there, and you're always seems like you're always working on stuff and trying to get better and trying to 
uh, just improve your craft. What what it what in your craft needs improvement the most? Where where do you find your 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 skill set lacking? Because I mean, to me, you you shred all over the place, but everybody is their own worst critic. So where where do you feel like your your work needs to be put in? Um, I think if uh, if I could rewind time and go back to when I was a kid, tell myself to work on something harder, it would be uh, just going back to the basics with the blues. You know, because it's I'm that typical guy in the blues club who plays a lick that people are like that's not the blues. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I, I've every every New Year's I tell myself, all right, I'm going to buckle down and I'm going to get back into the blues. And um, so for the first two months of the year, I'm really in it, and then I find some other technique that I dive into that kind of takes me away from it. So right. um, yeah, I'd like to be better at the blues, but you know, maybe it's I hear that. Still lots of time. Still lots of time. And you can be an old blues man. It doesn't matter. You don't have to be a young kid. That's great about the blues. Yeah, you got more to sing about. You got more to cry about. That's right. You think about Mick Mars and, uh, um, you know, he's got the the issue with his spine and his his bones fusing together, but yet his his fingers still work. And it's amazing how, like, you know, uh, I don't know how old he is now, but... You know, he can still play. So that's one of those things. It's like guitar is like golf. You can be 90 and still, you can still yeah. shred. Yeah. And you don't, uh, you know, you never notice guitar players with arthritis, you know, or quit because of that. Because I, I think um, that kind of stuff kicks in when you're not moving your hands. So right. as long as you stay, keep your fingers moving, you're going to be able to play forever. Hopefully. Unless you're going out punching people like you Night Canadian fights. hockey players. <laughs> Yeah, knife fights, fights. chilies. Yeah, climbing in New York centuries. <laughs> yeah, you cut my finger off, man. What? Carpal tunnel. That's another thing that probably scares me. Could have been a whole different pizza. story in your life here, Mark. Could have been a whole different story if that knife could've, fighted. Could have been a different way. Could have been, been a Could have cut your hand. I could have been a chef by now. I read Dude, that your you brother, could... one of your brothers, did some, some or all of the artwork for. Uh, for I mean, I, for for all your projects, is that? Yeah, I know you did some stuff too. Like, have you ever done anything for uh, any of the albums? Or no, I wish. You know, I got um, my brother Dan does all the artwork, um, but I love I love painting and doing all that stuff. I'm yeah, just I know not you paint. To, uh, I'm not good enough to to make it uh, album cover worthy. Maybe one day. <laughs> One day. Well, that uh, your your brother's like, man, stop practicing painting. Get back to guitar. I'm doing oh, he covers. told me. He, he he's told me. He's like, dude, I'm gonna be pissed if you start painting. And I've been doing this shit my whole life, and all of a sudden yeah. you become some kind of well-known painter. Savant. It's like, stick to playing the guitar. Painting's just well, I think fun. a lot of uh, a lot of uh, you know people that are artistic tend to be somewhat good at a lot of artistic things uh, you know maybe it's just being creative it you comes know, from the same that, spot uh, yeah it's just i think it maybe that's the, the being cathartic somehow it's if you're painting a picture or writing a song yeah. so uh there's definitely some sort of parallel in there but that's cool that you have uh creative stuff uh, that flows in your family that must be uh that must be pretty cool yeah, there's nothing better than creating something that doesn't exist and and um, having it materialize and mean something to somebody. 
like a you song. Got musical, did you have musical parents or anything? Like Tyler and I both had musical fathers. So like I grew up, my dad was always playing, uh, you know, some, I don't know, some oldies song and was always in the house and he'd get together. We'd have, you know, late nights, he'd have his buddies over. And I mean, they'd set up a microphone, you know, the, the PA and microphones for three guys to jam in a room together on acoustic guitars, you know, mm -hmm. just so they could blast through the whole house. But it was like embedded in my brain that like, as I grew up, I just wanted to do that, like get behind yeah. a, a, some instruments and project through speakers and people could hear it. You ever have anything like that? Like what drove you to, to play guitar? Um, no, my, my parents weren't musicians. My brother, actually, my oldest brother was in a band. He was in the coolest band in high school. His band was called Klepto. And, uh, nice. <laughs> he was, he was the lead singer. Um, and then, uh, but I was into it because I would hear, you know, we watched back to the future and the big guitar scene. I love that. Uh, the, uh, Crossroads oh, yeah. movie blew me away. Every time you'd hear a band break down to just a guitar part, like Boston had a lot of spots where it would just break down you just hear tom schultz doing a riff i was just drawn to it even like jay gal's band love stinks when it just breaks down to just a guitar hammering away um one of my buddies older brothers played guitar and i was like can i just go in there and look at the guitar it's like no he'll kick your ass <laughs> so i just wanted to play guitar and finally my buddy sold me his guitar for 10 bucks so nice first guitar was ten dollars my first amplifier was forty dollars and I you just still got those? played with my thumb. I wish I sold them to upgrade. So I, I sold that ten dollar guitar for a hundred bucks, yeah. and then put it towards a uh, gosh, like an import. Uh, what was it? Uh, I forget the name of it. It was more of a strat looking guitar. It was my second guitar. I think we all do so that, funny. right? Yeah, and your kids. It's always you, uh, <laughs> yeah, you don't. It's just it's money, right? I. I've, I traded a car. I remember having a couple. I think it was my Ibanez I had when I was a kid, and trade don't have any money. Traded in for a for a Telecaster, and then everything mm -hmm. just everything changes, right? You go from a a floating uh, a Floyd Rose to a to a Telecaster, but it's just it's all about money. And now you look back and you're like, man, I wish I kept that Ibanez. And oh yeah, I wish my my main guitar, my favorite guitar that I grew up with, got stolen when we were on tour. Oof. We um, we used to drive around with our uh, trailer on the butt on the van with all the radio station stickers on the back of it, and uh, it just you know invited thieves to come and steal our van. They took all our stuff, um, so I lost my favorite guitar I grew up with in that that night. That stuff makes me sick to my stomach. We, we toured yeah. and there was like some news. That, I forget what band it was. Some got their trailer stolen with all their gear. And it just makes me sick to my stomach just to know like how recently, much right? stuff that I actually have that I really like in our touring uh, package that I would be really upset if yeah. it were gone. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be bad. You got to gotta put some kind of um, explosives inside of your trailer in case somebody steals it. And no devices. one can have it. Yeah. You know, what's interesting <laughs> is that your guitar is somewhere. Some I I've heard stories like Dean, our bass player, he got uh, he got a bass stolen out of the back of a semi or the back of you know a, a, the loading dock. Someone just walked by and boop. When this we're is loading amazing out. story. And we and they got it back because some guy it was Edmonton, Alberta. Town. Yeah, Edmonton, and Alberta, was, and they were loading out in a snowy day or something. And a guy just walked up, grabbed Dean's bass, and kept going. And then 
two years later, one of Dean's buddies who lives in Edmonton is at a guy's house and the guy's like bragging about how he stole a base. He's at some guy's house and, the, and he has a buddy there and the guy's bragging about how he stole a base off the back of a truck. And he's like, you stole a base from Theory of a Dead Man. And, and he was like, yeah. He's like, all right, well, the bass player is my one of my best friends. You're going to go get that bass and bring it over here right now. <laughs> and the guy literally oh, left, wow. went and got the bass, brought it back, and gave it to him. And Dean got the b- bass given back to him. And I was like, man, I can't believe that's that crazy. happened. That's Where, awesome. Just, so your guitar's like, out there, man. You might be able to, you never know. I mean... I got another one back. You know, we had um, we had a rehearsal spot where um, somebody came in and stole my, another whole big bunch of guitars and mixing boards and all this stuff. And this kid ended up calling um, calling the police and saying that this person just sold me this guitar, uh, and I, I know whose it is. And if you just give me the money I paid for it, I'll give it to you. So police went and got it, got it back to me. But then the poor guy who sold it to the police was all questioned probably, you know, all day long because they probably right. thought he stole it. But as long as I got it back, I, you know, I was, yeah. you know it, was, it was all dinged up, all scratched up. That thing was in mint condition and now it's all dinged up, but I still tour with it. Well, my first ever guitar, my dad bought me. My mom put it out for spring cleaning, uh, just like put it on the street out on the roadside. And just somebody drove by and picked it up and put it in their car and. Now they have it. Jeez. I don't think I've talked to my mom since. <laughs> hey, man, you might be able to get ago. that. You might be able to get that Area Pro 2 back one day, Dave. It was an Area Pro 2. It's true. <laughs> Didn't matter <laughs> that it was a piece of crap guitar, man. It was an important guitar to me. You know, I loved it. It's my first guitar. We need to put little chips in our guitars so we can hunt Smart, them down. Smart, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tracking devices. That's, That's right. a good idea. Like they do in dogs and stuff. You you can somehow make it create it. You know what, guys? The three of us. Let's create an app. Track <laughs> your track your gear. Gear tracker. That's gear right. tracker. You go up to the guy's house. You knock on his door. Hi, <laughs> Mark Tremonti. You stole my fucking guitar, bro. No, I didn't. Yeah, Boom. look at my app. I tracked yeah. it right to your house. Boom. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how yeah, great would that it. be? That'd be so How great sweet. would that be? You have you just have those 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 visions of the moment you catch the person stealing your stuff. And you're just no, what would happen is I'd be leaving my guitar like a bait like a bait car, right? I'd be my big bait guitar. I'd be like, oh, what? Hey, my guitar got stolen off my front deck again. <laughs> <laughs> just testing out the app. Just giving you a shitty like, guitar ah. that doesn't work. Oh no! <laughs> it just has a string on it. <laughs> yeah like so yeah that's just, just a hook it's it's bait like the dollar dave, on the sidewalk it. string dave's getting bored enough where you could do that just sit there and wait till <laughs> someone steals one of your guitars oh man i, I, I would just be so happy i'd just be so happy to lend my guitar to them they don't need to steal it from me man i'm happy to lend a guitar to somebody that needs to borrow one i got lots that's true Dave, yeah. you've done. You've lent some guitars to friends and stuff like that. That's what you always. I've nice permanently lent them. I've lent out a few acoustic guitars and stuff that to people, and then it's just like ten years have gone by, and I'm like, whatever. I'm not going to call you and ask for that back now. You can have it. It's yours. You're probably giving it more love than I would give it at home. So it's guitars deserve DJs? to be played. How are your DJ skills these days? <laughs> they, they need some brushing up. Yeah, they need some yeah. brushing up. They're not do good. They still use? Do they still scratch? I don't know. 
I mean, I listen to, <laughs> I do listen to a lot of vinyl at my house, but I, I wouldn't call myself a DJ. It's just uh, I put a record on and and I let I let it go from from A to B and finish the whole record and then. Well, I you're the you're on. the post show party guy. You're the you're the that's guy right. who throws on the tunes on the vinyl. No, uh, I love. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I had oh, yeah. my case when we were touring. I used to play the play the vinyls oh, back. Yeah. What was that one tour we did? Frostbite? What was that? Uh, Aval- Avalanche. Did we do that with you, with you guys? Yeah. We, we did the uh, Carnival of Madness. That was it. Was that the one we did? Yeah. Carnival of Madness. Frostbite. One. That was it. <laughs> yeah, they're all so stupid. <laughs> like the names not, are all so stupid. It's not ringing a bell, Frostbite. Yeah. I the, edge, yeah. the Edge Fest but, was not Frostbite. And what Edge Fest... <laughs> uh, was uh, there? There's so many different festivals, but we did one Edge Fest out in uh, Toronto, one of our early days, uh, where Jerry Cantrell's gear exploded. And I wanted mm. to try to go watch uh, Jerry Cantrell play, and he switched spots with Seven Dust, something like that, and then all, all Jerry's gear busted, and it turned into like a huge drama fest where he went and like called out Seven Dust, and they were not happy about it. And I was like, oh, oh, you know, man. I don't want to meet Jerry today. <laughs> I don't. I don't, yeah, I don't worry. I don't, I don't need to meet Jerry today. Yeah, remember wow. we were doing a uh, we were doing a boat cruise and um, one of the band's gear floated, uh, rolled off the boat into the ocean. All these oh. classic guitars just oh. sunk down to the bottom of the ocean on the load off. It was. Uh, I think it was. I think it was uh, Andrew W C K. Is that his name? Oh yeah, yeah. Andrew's uh, Andrew CK. Andrew WK. Andrew W. Yeah, he yeah, uh, we like to party, party hard. I think his guitar player lost all his guitars in the, in the oh, ocean. Man. That's brutal. How does that happen? How does that happen? Just get wheeled off the edge? Because you just like put a- the signs around town saying, "Hey, you want to work on this this crew? You're going to make fifteen dollars an hour. Yeah, Come right. on, sign right. up." And they get drunk and they're working on this crew and they drop stuff in the ocean. We've never done a cruise show, you know, and I don't know that we ever will. You should. They're great. I don't know why. uh, I'm not the one that that fights it too much. (laughs) That's me and Dean. You would, uh, I think you'd be, I think you'd be surprised if you'd you'd enjoy it. Well, there's tons of fans that want us to do it. We run into so many people and they have the shirts. And uh, I mean, there's tons of bands. Shiprock's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Tons of bands we play with. So I would love it. Yeah. Yeah. You'll just be Me getting and and drink like, shots all day long. Hey, here's a drink. Here's a drink. Yeah. Here's a shot. Where do you get I might need it. Not a big, uh, yeah. not a big boat guy. I would need some gravel or whatever it is. I get seasick and stuff. Dra- Dramamine. Have you not been Dramamine. on a cruise ship? No, I've never been on a cruise ship. Being on never a cruise a ship guy. is like being on a. It's massive. You don't, you hardly feel it. Yeah, you hardly feel I, it. You know, sometimes you go through a big storm. And you'll be playing a show and you'll see the chandelier swinging in the venue but that just adds to the rock yeah that sounds interesting yeah you, you never know man it might not be the right time to commit to a no to not a, right uh, now cruise ship show <laughs> maybe but, late uh, down the road one down the road hey well I, I you know honestly i don't mind uh, i don't mind hearing some positive things about it because it's definitely tyler and dean that are pushing back on the cruise ship show do it i wouldn't, mind, I wouldn't mind seeing yeah, what I mean, it's all about I'm down. It's all Dean. <laughs> you just blame blame whoever's not here. Yeah, that's what I always right. like to do. You just that's blame right. it on. They always blame it on the rhythm section. That's what you just always do. That's oh, right. It was the bass player that's or the right. drummer did something. I was on. 
I was in tune. <laughs> it's definitely the bass player. Yeah, that's the poor bass player and drummer. There's the so crowd many jokes. doesn't know it. If if the lead guitar player or the singer messes up, it's the it's this rhythm section. If the drums stop, it's 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 done. Did you yeah. screw screw that up over there? No, no. I was trying something a little little different, a little out there. No, I was you just playing outside it, the box. Yeah, I was just playing outside it. the box. Yeah, just jazz oddity. <laughs> well, everybody has their own like, you know, like uh, like. I usually uh, blow some lyrics, and uh, and the guys th- you can't get anything past. I mean, we all have in years, so you can't get anything past. So sometimes I'll do the old one of these, you know, like mm-hmm. sing mm-hmm. it, the Vince Neil. I call that the yeah. Vince Neil. Vince Neil. And then sometimes I'll list like full on like Bob Dylan, like and of course Dave's like no, just don't make eye contact or else you're all start busting up laughing. Yeah. But everybody has their own move, right? Dave's just if you if you messed up, he just don't you just turn around. I turn around in, in shame and hide my face. He turns around and runs <laughs> off stage. Yeah. I walk up I walk into a dark spot on stage <laughs> and put my head down. But it's interesting yeah. what the audience they don't hear. Like sometimes we'll come off stage and be like, That sucked. Like that was the worst show of the tour for me. And then and then you'll meet fans and be like, That was the best show I've ever seen oh, yeah. of you guys. Oh my God! You were just on there. You're, eh. Oh, and it's because Couldn't we're tell. just yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's everything up there is so different, and we mm-hmm. just expect to be perfect. And then you like, you just hit a bum note or something. You're like, oh my God! So we're is... so. What's the biggest train wreck? What's the biggest train wreck <laughs> where you just couldn't get off stage quick enough? Um, there's been funny train wrecks. There's been. Right. Uh, the worst, the worst is when your tone is just garbage and something's going on. Um, I remember we did a festival in Austria years ago. I think there was forty or fifty thousand people there, and it was one of the festivals where all the the hot new guitar players were on this bill. And I wanted to, I wanted it to be a special bill because it's playing with all these great players. And uh, five minutes before we get on stage, my uh, tech comes over. He's like, "So all your amps just blew up. We plugged them in, and all the fuses." fuses blue and we don't know we don't have backup fuses and nobody has the fuses for your stuff so hmm. we're gonna have to use your backup amp which was a buddha at the time which are cool amps they're not really what i my my sound is so i had to play this big huge festival with this amp that sounded nothing like my tone and um wasn't cutting the mix was all i didn't have any time to eq it right um so the whole time i'm just like just yeah. get get through it. Get me out of here. <laughs> yeah. I've fallen down on stage a few times. I remember uh, nice. we, were, we were in Chicago and uh, lights just go down, bands walking on stage, and you're looking around like, ah, yeah, you know, doing the big old we're about to rock kind of thing. Yeah. And I step on my monitor, and it was a wooden floor, and the monitor had plastic feet on it, and it just went, whoop. Oh. So I just, I'm going down, still trying to, hold the guitar and you have well, that's to rock and roll. You, yeah. you got to put a smile on your face when you stand up if you get up all irritated or, or embarrassed it's going to make it worse so you gotta well i, I had the similar to... thing i've had a few falls on stage i think it's been a while since i've gotten a little more reserved but back when i was a little younger you just feel invincible and i've had a couple of falls and i remember the first time i ever fell on stage when we were opening for kenny wayne shepherd actually at an outdoor right. show in new jersey and i guess he was like not drinking or something so 
my tech came up to me and he's like, no, no boot, no beer on stage. Uh, Cause for Kenny Wayne's not drinking. And I'm like, yeah, well you don't work for Kenny Wayne, man. You work for me. <laughs> Double my beer on stage tonight, baby. You know, like I was just like a yeah, cocky yeah. kid. <laughs> but of course, right. by the end of the set, I was actually pretty cut and I, I drank a lot more than I normally did. And it was our last song. And I remember falling and it was a concrete stage and I fell straight flat on my back. And I oh, was boy. laying there going, thinking to myself, I remember laying there playing still thinking, is this lame or is this all right? Like, Rock what do I do? Because it's right near the end of the song is, and, I'm, and I'm pondering, what do I do? And then my guitar tech came out, scooped me up from the shoulders and lifted me back up. And I thought, oh, it's a good thing I just delayed. This is actually probably the best way to get back up. And they put me back up and played the last 30 seconds, and that was the end of the set. And then I never had any qualms about falling after. You know, I was like, falling's fine. It's rock and roll. You just got to put a smile on your face, act like you meant it. Yeah, that's part of the the show. The fans will remember that. I was at the show where Mark, like, went up and... And the, the martyr went out. And, of course, the way they'll describe it is is much better, right? They're not going to ever, so like, graceful. make you see. Yeah, they're going to make, oh, dude. And, like, it, it was awesome. Exploded. And he held on to those notes and he was tapping the whole yeah. way down. Dude, he was he was doing – it was two, yeah, two-hand tapping, yeah. shredding the whole time. Didn't miss a beat. <laughs> he was eight-finger yeah. tapping. Eight fingers. Yeah. Uh, it's so good. It reminds me of that old guitar magazine. The mean Dave always faked the pose where it, it was like I think it was like an ad for something. Remember, like you used to get the the exercise thing. It would be like yeah, the spring, yeah. yeah. And it was like it was like a, there was some ad or some dude, and he had like a mullet, and he was doing some some guitar chord, but it was like <laughs> it was like stretched. And I could to this day I don't even know how he could. It was like eight frets, and he was like. I don't know what chord it was, but it was just obviously his fingers were put into place for the ad. And they're like, you can just hold that. It's like, you too. Can com- get- <laughs> it'd be funny to compile all those funny guitar magazine covers with the craziest, you know, whatever anybody's yeah. doing on the front. That's what it was about. Those it was are, all like, what good. chord could I play where people are like, dude, that's a sus something. You know, that's a 9-11 right there. And that's it's right. just like. It's, it's not, if you plugged the guitar and it was just like, oh. <laughs> it wasn't real. Uh, no, man. it's never Did real. You have, you've been in a lot of guitar magazines. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any favorite guitar players? Do you, do you have one favorite guitar player that you could, or is there, there's probably a few, right? I, I'd have to say Stevie Ray Vaughan, number one of all time. Um, these days, I mean, I've got tons, man. There's, uh, Geez, Jeff Beck, insane. Um, I think uh, current there are a lot of great current players like uh, Mateus Asado is is really impressive player. Um, Derek Trucks. Um, I mean, I could go. I go on for days and days and days. But I, the older I get, the more I'm into the more uh, less shreddy stuff, more um, bluesy, jazzy, experimental stuff. Yeah, I I loved YouTube and Instagram now because there's so many insanely talented guitar players, and they just now they have a platform to be able to show how into how talented they are. So that's where I find out uh, new guitar players is on like usually Instagram. You usually get in one of those Instagram wormholes. You find a mm-hmm. guitar player, and you're like, who is this person? And they have like a ton of followers. I'm noticing a lot of females now, which is great. It's great for guitars. Is uh, I'm starting There's to. A lot of people are talking. 
people are talking like the guitar is going to go away. Like kids don't want to learn how to play guitar anymore. And they're learning how to make music on their computers using weird things. But yeah, I kind of don't know that I totally agree. I think there's always going to be some no. group of people that wants to, to sit down and put in the time and, and build this, a skill. I was just on the phone with um, folks from PRS and they're saying, even through all the COVID stuff, they're selling guitars like they never have before. So people I are, would think that'd be great. People just trying to figure out what to do at home yeah. by themselves. And yeah, well, now I'm going to try to These learn are the to... things I buy during COVID. Pinball machines. Is that Iron Maiden? Uh, that's my Iron Maiden pinball machine. I love Holy. pinball machines. So how many pinball oh, machines you got? 15. Uh, so do you have to put a quarter in when you play them? No. Are you one of those guys? Imagine coming to your house, but like, can I play this? Like, yeah, dude, uh, 50 you know, cents. You just gave or, me a great idea. Change machines over there? <laughs> it's no, they're not, they're not a quarter. They're a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, nice. No, they're all, they're all on free play. That's oh, pretty man, sweet. Pinball it. machines. Ty, you like pinball machines. I, I love pinball the, machines. Which one was I trying to find? Uh, crawl the Conqueror or something like that? Or, crawl? Do they have a crawl pinball machine? I, th I think there's a crawl pinball machine. Is crawl the one where there's three blades on the one sword it's like a throwing star thing it's like shh. okay yeah, it's and like it goes, three yeah, things three, yep. yeah. And like, yeah crawl classic do they if they have it a is. crawl pinball machine mark it's yeah. worth purchasing for twenty thousand dollars you know i don't know if there's a crawl they need a beastmaster pinball machine Still oh yeah i loved beastmaster oh, when i was a kid i the, the opening scene with the quicksand i had i had the three ferrets. ferrets when i was oh yeah I had I had three ferrets at one point. I, so I you were big into the Beastmaster. I just had a panther. Beastmaster was good. <laughs> Beastmaster was good. You can't can't talk badly about the Beastmaster. Um, I was into that fantasy stuff uh, as a kid. Always into the D and D stuff. You know, I, I'm still into it. All if ever I read a book, it was a fantasy novel, D and D, swords and sorcery. That's my jam. So yeah, was, all those too. movies are you know. Conan the Barbarians. I love that stuff. Oh, yeah. Conan's great. Let's, uh, let's get together and watch some Conan and some Beastmaster. 100%. 100%. Yeah, After the show, even... we watch some Crawl. And, uh, uh, let's get back on tour. Isn't, wouldn't it be fun to be touring again? And then we're about 10 minutes in the Crawl. We're like, you know, this isn't really that good. <laughs> yeah. Let's watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> I remember, still like all that 80s stuff. It's so good. Remember Black Hole? I thought that was the baddest ass movie in the world when I was a kid, and I've watched it in an older age. I'm like, yes, yes. Well, Tyler, which one? Black Hole? Great. Black Hole. Oh, that's a, that's a, that's a Disney movie that it got real dark. Yeah. That was that's one where I liked the, it when I was a kid. The robot had that spinny thing that would go through and like kill you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> Yeah, Black Ty is too like, busy watching like Murder She Wrote and Columbo on tour. That's all he does. Wow. Yeah, I get into some weird stuff. He gets a, Murder She Wrote. Go back. You also you did the uh, Miami Vice or something like that. Miami Vice. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I'm very nostalgic. I use I I, <laughs> I find that it's easier for me to rewatch old shows than to get try because man there's so many shows now i have friends that are just like you gotta check out this new show so and so i'm like really it's like yeah the first season is really it's boring if you can grind through the first season i'm like i don't, <laughs> I don't know i'm just gonna watch uh magnum pi i got it all on my on itunes i'm good yeah i don't know gonna catch up on crockett and tubs mac miami vice was awesome back in it's the day so when good. we were kids that was awesome yeah that was a good so one. violent 
It was just and the, every episode is about cocaine, drug dealers, and Ferraris. And I'm watching. I'm like eight, and I'm like, "What is going on?" <laughs> and now I watch it. I'm like, "This is this is really violent and stuff." It's like Uzis. It's when oh, people yeah. used to shoot Uzis like this, like they're water. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I remember the open the opening scene was so fancy, and then I remember sitting there with eating my TV dinners at night on my little 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 house tables. That we had these house tables you could scoot in front of you and watch TV and. My dad would be there smoking cigarettes right next to me as I'm eating dinner yeah. as like a <laughs> yeah. 12 year old. <laughs> that was cool back then. That's all good. Yeah, it was yeah. great. I used to, I remember you used to roll, me and my sister had to roll cigarettes for my dad. He had like this machine. It was like a credit card machine. So you'd have the empty filters or whatever and you'd pack them and then you go and it would actually jam all the tobacco into the thing. My sister, wow. my sister had to make it. I've seen Fill those. up the tin, cigarettes. My dad would send me to buy cigarettes. Make my cigarettes, at, kids. With yeah. a note. You ever go? You ever, ever have to buy cigarettes with a note? You're like eight years old. I'm like, here's my dad's note. <laughs> you want some players light, medium, or something? I don't know. <laughs> that doesn't really work these days. No, you couldn't get away with that nowadays. No. I need some vodka for my mom. Yeah. <laughs> they, prob- they probably sell like, uh, you know, vodka to an eight year old before they would a kid that looks a little underage because they'd be like, hey, well, if an eight year old comes in here, he's probably not drinking it. Probably is legit. But if like a 14 year old. probably is getting it for his mom. Know, yeah, like, it's him. from a dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. They're like, yeah, all right. How th- times go, have changed, man, right? Well, yeah. do, do you need me to crack that cap for you, little eight year old? Here you go. <laughs> There you go. Take that for the road. <laughs> Good way to go to jail. It. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we noticed, uh, uh, are you working with the, we always like to talk about charities, me and Dave. Um, mm-hmm. We're always trying to work with charities. And and so you were doing something with LLS, was it? Uh, we do Bridges of Light a lot, which is um, our good friends, the Paps. They do a, um, a charity that they take kids that don't have, you know, money for an education or, or anywhere to live, they, they, they kind of foster all these, these people. And, and, uh, it's just great. Cause they introduce us to them all the time. And like, you know, this, this, look at this girl who didn't have anything. Now she's going to college and we got her there, you know, and it's, uh, it's awesome. So we go to these charities and my wife's, my wife's a huge, uh, she's kind of my social, my social person. When I get home off tour and I haven't seen everybody, she's already got everything on tap. So we, we get home and we go to all these charitable, charitable events. And, um, I'm a sucker for the ones where the dogs are going to get euthanized and get yeah. to save the dog. So I'm like, give them all my money, yeah. take all the money. Yeah. Uh, we go to, um, you know, give kids the world and, um, make a wish. And, uh, uh, you know, Miles has the Future Song organization, his charity, where they try to provide instruments for schools and kids that might might not be able to afford an instrument. But um, yeah, love that. You know, try to try to just diversify. That's great, man. It's interesting, like because we've done stuff as a band. We've never actually done anything as individuals, like. Uh, but that's it's it's great to actually ask stuff like that because. Now it makes me think about stuff that, because uh, the animals for me, that's that's always been something that uh, living here in California, there's a lot of uh, no-kill shelters, which mm-hmm. I love. That's great. Especially during, now during COVID, it's, um, they are like begging people 
to take animals because it's the last thing people are doing right now is like, well, let's go look for a pet. So yeah. they're trying to get a lot of people to adopt. So uh, that's definitely up my alley for sure. Well, my well, dream is to, to my, my dream after I retire is to find some land, um, get some volunteer vets and take all the dogs that would be put down and just bring them into their doggy heaven and have, you know, a hundred acres of land of all these dogs that wouldn't be around unless you've saved them from an early death. And, uh, and the dogs to me are the best thing in the world. They, we don't, humans don't deserve dogs. So true. Yeah. Yeah, I love dogs. I'm at cats. the point right now, actually, where I'm trying to get the word. You know, cats. I, no, I, I like I've cats too, but dogs the best. I've heard a dog barking in the background there a couple of times. We're uh, at the point where I got a couple of young kids, uh, two and four, and I'm me and my wife are like, yeah, I think we're ready to get bring a dog into the house. So pretty pretty soon here. Dogs I think I've been talked into it. Yeah, I can, I, I've been a dog. I mean, my parents got us dogs when we were young kids, and we've never been without, so. Couldn't imagine life without dogs. Yeah. Well, man, I we agree. can't keep you all day here. I mean, we've been talking yeah. to you forever. It just feels so good to just chat with you again, actually. It's Absolutely. been, uh, feels like it's been a couple of years since we actually got to sit down and, and rap. So I uh, appreciate you getting getting in touch with us. Absolutely. Today. Let's hit the road when, this, when all this stuff oh, is over with. That would be so much fun. Yeah. We are. All looking forward to it. It's interesting too because we tell we talk to people and and uh, one of our other guests is a friend of ours. He says it's like you won't see someone for like two or three years, and then as soon as you see them, it's like you you saw them yesterday. And I'm like, that's like being in a band when you yeah. go on tour and you tour with a band or see a band at a festival and you haven't seen them a couple of years. It's just like you just saw them yesterday. So we're looking forward to just seeing you yesterday. When we see yes, <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> right on. Well, thanks so much, well, thanks for Mark having me on show, guys. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Anytime, thanks, we'll be back again. Wrap some more. Absolutely. Uh, it's always great talking to a fellow guitar player, fellow bandmate. Mark, it's just fun catching up. It's fun catching up. You know, yeah. we spend time touring with people, and then you know, you just like see you later, and then a year goes by, two years go by, and then. You just right, right back at it. You know, felt feels good. He was talking. He mentioned quickly about you know when I retire. Thought about getting some land, but when you're in a band and it, you know you never retire, really. I mean, you'll never stop right. playing guitar. You're never <clears> going to stop making music. Maybe maybe not tour as much, stay home more. But right now we're all staying home a lot, and I'm ready to get the hoo -hoo out of here. You know what I mean? I hear that. Uh, yeah, I'm ready to tour. Yeah. It's good to see you, man. You can obviously check out his socials. We'll post them up on the YouTube. Um, Mark Tremonti, you can check out, you know, any of his projects, Creed, Alterbridge, Tremonti. Also, um, uh, fret12.com is uh, a website that him and his brother created. We didn't get really into it, but they're also a record label. Uh, but it's a great community for guitars. You can go on there and actually purchase his guitars. and uh, So you can check that out. And then, uh, yeah, Dave, that's a wrap for this episode. Uh, you have fun? Another good one in the bag. I love the bag. I don't know what the bag is, but that's another one in it. <laughs> so uh, go check out bag. our socials, Band Meeting Podcast, which is on, uh, we're on the Instagram. Twitter, we're on the Instagram, and uh, uh, on YouTube. YouTube. You can watch yeah. it. Give us a thumbs up. 
Give us a like, all that stuff. Stuff. Give listen us a mission. Listen to us. Listen to us where you listen to podcasts. Listen to us where you listen to podcasts. Exactly. See you next time. Adios. Thanks.